Pericles here, and welcome to the Spark Show, where we got comedy, news, and two forgettable dicks. With Sparks, you've got tiny wrists. Pike hates French toast and your children. And you, the committee. Yo, what up, fucker? Subscribe now and become a committee member. Let's rock. That's what I'm talking about. What's up? What? What's going on, Pike? Boy, we fired that Dollar Llama early. I did, yeah. I was like, oh, I got to burn one. Got to burn yeah. one of these, but... I love it. It messed up the whole intro. We missed uh, we missed everything else. Eh, whatever. That's all right. There's more important things happening today, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Big show. Oh, son of a Alright, let me kill the audio. We'll let that thing run. Let this say, run. Can, we, can we stop it once it starts? No. Uh, no, because if I try stopping it, then it just continually will play until it runs out. You know? Oh. Wow. It's my fault. But hey, we got a big show today, man. We got a we got an announcement, right? Who doesn't like announcements as an adult? I do. I personally do. When you were a kid, announcements were really boring. Yeah. Like we talked about. <laughs> we did yeah. need to talk about that anyway. Yeah, but adult announcements, it's, uh, it's very exciting. Cool. Big life moves. Uh, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. That announcement's going to be happening at the end of the show. Make sure you listen for it. And then also today on the show, Pike. Oh, my God. It's done. It's happened. The rental property is complete, which means we can go over the numbers, man. Which will go over the numbers of my very first and only rental property. It's complete. It's ready to rock. So, go oh, over yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Oh, my God. Does it feel good? What a journey it has been. Uh, I'll go over everything here. But first, if you're looking for comedy and finance, smash together. You're in the right place. That over there is at Pike Taylor Radio. He's a good man. He's a good human. I don't know why it's not cutting to you, but there you go. There's at Pike Taylor Radio on all social media. Not a financial advisor, not a financial professional. No. Just a good man with a great beard. Look at that thing. Oh, God. It's just. Well, I don't know about any of those things, but thank mm. you. I got it trimmed, trimmed up at the barbershop yesterday. Hung out with my <sighs> boys at the shop. Uh, although I, I'm definitely <laughs> like that outcast. Cause I don't say anything. Like I sit there and it's my barber and then the rest of the barbers who they're all, they're all bros. And then they got like all their friends there too. There's like 15 people in a circle of which I am the, the center the epicenter of this conversation. Except I don't say anything. I have nothing to do with any of the stories. He never asked me a, a question. Like I go in, he says, what's up? And then he gives me the card reader and I leave. It's weird. It's really so weird. hold on a minute. That sounds like the perfect barbershop experience. Cause I see, a great haircut, a lined up Thanks. beard, and zero awkward conversation. Like this is like exactly what everyone looks for at the barbershop. I don't know. I, I kind of like the, you know, do you have any big plans for the summer? What do uh, you do for work? Uh, you know, can I rub your scalp? No, this guy doesn't do any of that. But I, I keep coming back, so I must like it in some way. Yeah. I like what they talk. <laughs> I like their conversations. 
they talk about interesting stuff. Like uh, yesterday was drag racing. They were talking about who smoked who. The most recent time they drag race. Really? So yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're criminals as well or what, but they at least do that. I love a good barbershop conversation. I told you about the my Mike's barbershop, and a guy named Mike would cut my hair from the time I was like six years old to the time I was 18 years old, right? I mean, just every oh, yeah. Mike. Here's Mike, right? Just Mike's barbershop, yeah. Mike. And uh, Mike, it was so funny because one time Mike would be like, so this guy would be on there and be like, God damn, Biden. Biden is just the worst president ever. How can anyone love Biden? Biden's the worst. And Mike's like, yeah, I hear you. I know exactly what you mean, right? And then that guy leaves. And then the next guy sits down in the thing. He's like, man. Next guy comes in, sits down on the chair. Man, I love Biden. Biden's the best guy in the whole world. And then Mike goes, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No opinion from Mike. Like, just, just <laughs> love it. Straight up impartial will agree with whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you know, what people say with the barbers, it's like, you know, haircuts. Uh, it's like you got to you got to play in the middle because, you know, Republicans get haircuts, too. That's right. You never know who's sitting in that chair and what their ideology is. So the fact yeah. that you went to a barbershop and they're talking about drag racing makes me think that he was only <laughs> talking about drag racing because that's what everybody else wanted to talk about at the time. And then if the next club of people came in and was like anti drag racing, he'd be like, I can't believe, you know. These pe I just heard somebody was drag racing the other day outside. I can't it's just it's inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, he he was part of the drag racing. It was oh. his home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind that. Never mind. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's a comedy finance podcast. Well, I'm not gonna shame anyone for trying to get some cash. You know, you gotta Got to get it where you can kind of a deal. So uh, I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to the show today. It should be a good one. It should be fine. And I just want to say shout out to the committee for yelling at me over on Instagram. You can give me a follow over there on Instagram at Sparks Radio on all social media. I got yelled at, Pike. Why? Because the last two shows, three shows, I can't remember what they said. I've forgotten to do. Let me ask you this. Straight up oh, forgot yeah. to do it. Oh, yeah. so somebody out there likes it or what? Says this, They said it's their favorite segment on the show. No way. Oh, yeah. wow. I'd enjoy it as well. Yeah, they let's said, do it. Is They go, did you get rid of, let me ask you this, because that was my favorite bit on the show and you haven't done it. Is it gone forever? Like all concerned and worried. <laughs> it's like, no, Aww. I'm just an <laughs> idiot. I just forgot. Parts of our own show. That was, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> well, when you have so much going on, it's, uh, it's easy to forget. Yeah. When you have announcements. It's like when you got a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like when you got a lot of kids and you're going to the store and you forget one in the car. <laughs> it happens <laughs> on a hot day. <laughs> that's right. It's not that you don't love that kid any less. It's just. You're yeah. so busy that you might leave a kid in a hot car on accident, you know? Yeah, I, that's why I always forgive those people. Those that's right. Uh, die in the car. No, I The don't. old Kevin McAllister is what they call it. 
<laughs> is that right? Just forget the kid behind. Just leave him behind. You're like, oh, yeah, shit, uh, I forgot. Yeah, it happens. Uh, so, yes. Pike, why don't you start? Let, let's have you start today. Go ahead. Why? Because you didn't think of one? No, because I got to text Greg. Greg's coming back. Uh, oh. oh, okay. Well, let me ask you this. Oh. Uh, you're going to the moon, okay? <laughs> You're going to spend a year up on the moon. Yeah. You, can only, <laughs> uh, you can only take one thing. It can't be electronic. You can only do one, bring one thing that for, for entertainment. This one thing will be your form of entertainment. Non-electronic, no batteries, plug nothing. What is it? And I'm on the moon for a month. Yep. I don't know why it's the moon. I guess it could be anywhere, but uh, <laughs> no, no, it's the moon. Fuck it, it's the moon. It's just one thing. It's got to be one thing, and I'll be like, you know, the judge on what one thing is. Okay, because the first thing I thought of was golf ball, golf club. I'll allow it. Okay, all right, <laughs> I'll allow it. You're just gonna whack a ball back and forth for a month? Yeah, there's like. 10% of Earth's gravity. You know how far you can crush a book off ball on the moon? It'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's the thing. You're going to hit it once. You'll never see it again. Not true. You're going to bla blast it into orbit, aren't you? You know, the gravitational pull of the moon is going to grab that golf ball back. And then you can just find out where it landed on that tiny moon. And then you're going to run or drive to go there. And then go hit it again, dude. It's going to be... It'd be amazing. You've never hit a golf ball that far in your life where it can circumnavigate the tiny globe you're sitting on. Like, that'd be incredible. <laughs> okay. Have fun. You, you better be good by the time that? you get back. No. I love, I love golf, too, but I, no, I, have, I have other ideas for my idol. What, was, what would be yours? Well, it's obviously, like, a sex doll or something, right? No, you have your hand. That's true. You can survive good with your yeah, yeah. God gave you thumbs for a reason, bro. It's like you're, fu you're <laughs> it's for fine. It's for yet, yeah, for yanking it in space. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it won't be then. Um, <laughs> yeah, God gave you thumbs just so, in case you're stuck on the moon for a month, you'll still be sane. <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess a slinky would be fun. You There's shame no stairs, me. Though. You shame me for golf ball and golf club, and you stoop to a slinky. <laughs> yeah, have you ever done this with them <laughs> for a month? It's freaking awesome. It's mystifying until it gets <laughs> tangled up. Then you're then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You've never. You never under you you think you have it all figured out when a slinky's working, but then it's just you have no grasp on how this planet operates once that slinky gets a little tangled up. You're like, dude, what is this? Quantum physics? All of a sudden. Uh, it's irreversible. Yeah, like, oh, where's my golf club? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just yank it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, well, that's great. Hey Pike, let me ask you this. Okay. How high are your socks right now? <laughs> <laughs> what 
Well, Sparks, same as always. Uh, just kind of right. You know, like your ankle, the the part that sticks out, the bone. Yeah. 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 Like just just coming up on that, but not halfway up. It's like below that. So you wear ankle socks, is what you wear. Um, yeah, or would you call them no-show socks? Because I feel like ankle socks go above the ankle. I feel like no-show is below the bone. Like, well, it's pretty close. Okay. Like I have a low, I have a low-cut shoe, like a Vans. Imagine. Yeah. And yeah. you can, you know, you can, you can like tell I have a sock on, but you can't see it. No-show. So you sense. rock no-shows. Yeah, yeah. So do I, dude. Yeah. Nice. I feel like that's the only way. If you're wearing shorts. You're going to look like a mega boner if you got like socks. That's not true, out. man, because here's the thing. I think that's our generation's white New Balances, you know, or white K-Swiss, you know, like the old man with the white socks and the white K-Swiss. Oh, yeah. Our generation, if you're in your 30s, you're rocking those no-shows, okay? But if you're dipping below that 30-year-old mark, you're rocking like, mid calves that you like pull down like you're about to hoop with lebron you know what i mean like you're wearing yeah those socks i guess i guess you got to be a certain type of baller to pull that off though i see skateboarding kids i see basketball players i see i'm telling you it's a generational thing dude that's our that's our case swisses god now i feel like a dummy I know. You feel like an old man. I know. I know. That ankle God. bone ages you, dude. I'm telling you. It's like everyone's worried about those crow's feet. No, it's the ankle bones. <laughs> Ryan is here watching live. He says, good morning, boys. Good morning, good morning boys. Thanks for being here, Ryan. Appreciate it. Look, if you are like Ryan and you're watching this over on YouTube.com slash Sparks Radio, hit the subscribe button. We are up. We are up to 310 subscribers. I love that. Uh, that's cool. If you're listening to this as a podcast, can you rate us? Can you review us? Can you subscribe there? That would be dope. We, we've ran, that well has ran dry on our reviews. So if you can give us five stars and leave us a review, I want to do another round of common investing coming on up here, which would be, which would be exciting. So, uh, I say I'm finished and now Pike, I'm finished. I say Dare I say, yeah. we get to damn business of the show. What are we going to do first? I'm going to go over the numbers of my rental property. It's been a process, dude. I cannot wait to explain this. I'm excited. I'm legitimately like I'm giddy about this because this is this is years in the making. So let's go back. Let's rewind. It's what, 2021? We're recording this today, June 17th, 2021, pulling the curtain back a little bit. I think it'll be released on Monday. So we uh, we bought, well, first of all, I was saving for this rental property for like two years, probably even longer than that, okay? But before I even sold my house in Las Vegas, I was saving for a rental property for two years. And like I said, my savings rate, I took a percentage of my net income, not my gross income, after taxes, health insurance, expenses, you name it. Any money that was left over, I would save a percentage of of that. That's before we got to like 
entertainment and all that shit because I would cut back on entertainment. So my savings rate went anywhere from 30% to 50%, right? I was like, I'm going to save after taxes and health insurance and HSA's account and 401k employer match shit, you know, all that stuff. I'm going to save anywhere from 30 to 50%. And we did that for two years and it kind of sucked. I'll be honest. It was an adjustment. My wife. Yeah. Was, I bet, you know, mo most people listening to that hear 50% of what their each check is. And yeah. it's like, what, how, Yes. Or, or like you said, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah. We really did sacrifice and keep in mind, we lived in Las Vegas you know what I mean? Which is like one of the entertainment capitals of the world where there's always fun shit to do. It's kind of the oh, business yeah. of Vegas. And we we did the opposite. Okay. So there was some sacrifice there. So for two years, we saved. Then I remember we I would go to Vegas and invite you out. And you'd meet me up. And I remember you would bring a sack lunch. Because <laughs> you saved. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'll get you lunch. No, I'm kidding. You yeah, I'm the only one who showed up to the buffet with uh, a cooler so I could take some stuff home with me. <laughs> oh, I should do that. Looking around. Yeah, sneaking some chicken wings in my fanny pack. But I would, um, mm. I would, uh, yeah, I call them fanny wings. But what I would do is not go out. We would, we'd try to do like a lot of outdoor stuff. Go hiking, go to a park, you know, stuff that was free. That kind of thing. And you don't you don't like drink a ton of alcohol, do you? No, I'm not a big booze guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's where a lot of people's money money goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, lifestyle choices really impact. So keep in mind, I was working mornings, so I wasn't going out yeah. at night in Vegas. Wasn't paying twenty five dollars for Coors Light in the club. You know, I was sleeping by seven thirty at night, and I have two kids, so. Needless to say, I was living that home life pre-quarantine. Okay, so, mm -hmm. save for two years. Sell our place in Vegas with the intention of, hey, I, and keep in mind, even before we sold the place in Vegas, I had a realtor in Cleveland looking at rental properties for a year, FaceTiming, doing all this stuff behind the scenes because I knew that we really? were Really? Yeah. This is before you knew you were going to move to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. This is pre-pandemic, 2019, early 2019, I had a realtor going to and looking at properties, but only because I knew the numbers worked in Cleveland for rental rent, rental places. And they don't work really well in Vegas. Vegas got outpriced in terms of rentals. So it just got too okay. expensive for what we could afford. So I went back. I'm like, I know Cleveland. I know the shit neighborhoods. I know the good neighborhoods. Let's find somewhere in the middle. Okay. And we can afford that and then turn it into a rental. So we moved to Cleveland thinking, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll take advantage of this time where I don't have a job. And I, we have money set aside specifically for a rental property. And that's what we did. We bought a rental property. We committed to the plan. We pulled the trigger. We bought it. And we bought the property, just going over the numbers, we bought the property on March 9th, 2021. Okay, so bought it, finished it today, today, Pike. This is what I was doing earlier today. I finished it today on nuts. June 17th. So it took me from March 9th to June 17th to finish this property. Huh. It seems like Change longer it. ago. That's pretty quick work, three months. 
It felt like forever. It took a lot of trips, a lot of time there. Okay, so let's go over the numbers here. Uh, and there's two numbers. We've talked about the 1% rule in real estate. Do you remember what that is, Pike? Yeah, 1% of the uh, the mortgage or the, co the cost of the home needs to be equal or greater than the rent price That's it. Month. Brilliant. Perfect. Wow. Thanks. I love it. So if this is your first time hearing about the 1% rule, it's a really general back of the envelope kind of math that they that real estate investors use in order to know real quick, first glance, is this worth my time? Not saying it's a good deal or a bad deal, just is it worth my time to investigate more? It's called the 1% rule. It's exactly what Pike said. Does the rent that you can get per month equate to 1% of the purchase price? So if you bought a $100,000 home, could you get $1,000 a month rent out of this thing? So that's what real estate investors right off the bat usually are looking for. And there's obviously caveats to this. But right off the bat, this is a 1% house. Now, I wasn't going to buy one unless it wasn't a 1% house. So this was. We bought this house. Purchase price was $114,900. what Damn. we bought the house for. Yeah. So, That's unheard of in a lot of places, obviously. Yeah, a lot of people go, holy shit, what is it in the hood? No, it's not in the hood. It's in, I would say it's a B minus C plus neighborhood. It's a good mix of working. It's all working class, but it's not, it's like working people with jobs that also own their homes. And it's also people with jobs that also rent homes. So it's a good mix, mix of rentals and people who own their homes, which is important because people usually who own their home are going to maintain it. And then it keeps the value of the neighborhood steady. If it's right. all rentals, most renters, they don't give a shit because it's not their home. They're just taking, they're just living there. So you want pride of ownership at a good mix. Okay. And, uh, there's nothing wrong with a B minus C plus neighborhood, in my opinion. That's, that's like the neighborhoods I grew up in. There's a P, the hardworking people that pay their mortgage, that cut the grass, and they have blue collar jobs. And I, you know, those are decent people. And that's great, a great tenant class that you can uh, rent to as well. So that's what we got. So it's a B minus. There's no bars on the windows or anything like that. It's a safe neighborhood. There's a school at the end of the street, that kind of thing. It's one of those neighborhoods. Kids walk yeah. to school. That's what it I is. I can so, imagine it. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice thing. So, it's a, a three beds, one and a half bath home. It's about 1400 square feet. We bought it for 149. So, essentially $15,000 is what we bought it for. We bought it cash. We bought it in its entirety in cash. So, that's important when you start running the numbers for mortgage. The other thing that all real estate investors look at is something called cap rate. And it confused me for a very long time. But if you think of cap rate as what is the amount, a percent of, it's cap rate stands for capitalization rate. So what's the capitalization you're going to get on your money you put in? So typically the stock market, unlike, remember we always say on a general index fund, overall stock market, like the VTI ticker, 
or VOO, which is the S&P 500 on Vanguard, that usually returns anywhere between 6 and 8% annual return. You put your money in, you're going to get 6% on top of the money you put in, right? Yeah. Cap rate is essentially the same thing. I put my money in, how much money am I getting back of this thing every single year? That's essentially cap rate. And the way you calculate cap rate is you take net income. So how much you're getting gross rent every month minus expenses. So net income divided by the purchase price. Okay. Okay. When we first got this place, the tenant was supposed to stay. He ended up bouncing and bailing. Uh, unbeknownst to us, just up and left. That's why. But I remember you saying that that was sort of a good thing in that you are now able to fix it up at, at your own pace. Exactly. So we were able to do some repairs. So I'm going to come back to the cap rate here in a second. So you'll know how much money just straight up in terms of essentially interest am I going to be making on this house? I'll get back to that in a second, but you're right, Pike, our guy, the tenant straight up dipped, which he was allowed to do because we hadn't signed a contract with him yet. A, a you know, a lease with him and his other lease was up. He was month to month on the other one. And he said he had every intention to stay. And then one day he just left. He left his shit in the house. I had to pick up his bed. I had to clean out the closets. There was there's stuff in the living room. I just, we had to throw it all out. We just put it on the street, right? Yeah. So we ended up making, we spent $16,816.12 in renovations on this property. That's Say it again, how much? $16,816. Wow. Okay. We spent in renovations. Now, that sounds like we gutted the place and redid the whole place and we didn't it was it actually was like oh, what was shit. the what was the biggest one painting uh okay painting was it's uh i can't remember i don't have the exact number for paint but our, our paint cost was a little over five thousand dollars to paint the inside of the house we didn't even paint the outside just the inside and that sucks because that's something obviously you could do on your yeah. own. But like you said, I remember you saying it was nobody likes to paint. That sounds miserable. No. Yeah. And I heard, I can't remember where I heard this from, but they said, look, I'm an invest. I'm looking for an investment, not for a second job. Right. You know, so, and I agree with that. You got to know where your money is better spent. Okay. And my money was better spent to an electrical which was a unforeseen, it didn't come across in the inspection. That was another huge hit. That was over, I think it was like four grand for the electrical stuff. It ended up being, because we had to rewire the entire upstairs of this house. Uh, which also yeah. kind of sucks, because it doesn't make the house look any prettier. It's all internal shit. Like, no, no one's ever going to see yeah. or care about. Right. Um, like, uh, yeah, like, like if you've been eating good and it's like, oh, I feel great on the inside. It's like, wow, who fucking cares? Let me see you <laughs> lose some weight. Yeah. I don't care how you feel. Yeah. How come I can't see your abs? Yeah. You're like, damn it. <laughs> it's exactly true. Yeah. So we redid the electrical upstairs. We uh, painted the inside. We refinished the floors, which that was also very expensive. Um but it's all longevity stuff. So 
aside from paint, which hopefully we can get a few years out of. The floors won't have to be redone for a very long time. The electrical never have to get redone, which is, you know, awesome. So again, we're just, and we, we decided to refinish the floors rather than carpet because if they have pets and the pets pee and everything, it's just, it's, you're taking money, you're saving yourself money in the long run. So all in all, grand total with the purchase price and the renovations, closing costs, all that stuff, we're looking at a grand total of $131,716.12. Okay. All in. Okay, that's including like trips to McDonald's and all the new smoke detectors. And I mean, I'm talking about all the expenses. Every every penny we've spent, that's it. $131,716. Still not bad. Not bad. Think about it. Now, 1% rule. We're charging per month $1,400 a month for this property. Okay, a quick math. That <laughs> seems to do it. Yeah, so we are actually over the 1% rule for this property. So $1,400 a month for the property, all in renovations, everything, purchase price, we're at $131,716. So we are actually over 1%. So this is a good deal. This is an excellent this is an excellent deal. Plus, things are taken care of for the future. We won't have to replace things for for a little while, right? right. Which is oh, nice. Yeah. The roof still looks okay. Although, you set money aside per month for these things. Capa, CapEx, maintenance, that kind of shit. So, with the net income off of that, okay, we are paying $1,400. The tenant's going to pay $1,400 a month. We do have a property management company. They charge us 10% of the income every single month. So that's 140 bucks. Okay, so now we're down to 1260. 1260 and then setting money aside for renovation costs, capital expenditures, maintenance, uh taxes, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm looking, I'm trying to profit pocket cash flow $1,000 a month on top. That's including vacancies and everything. Okay. Wow. So that's so, pr- pretty good. Straight up cash, dude. Here you go. Here's here's a thousand extra bucks a month. Okay. And a thousand. So now let's do the uh the cap rate. So this is the the capitalization rate. So if I put the money in the market, keep in mind, if I took $131,000 and I just put that into the market, I'm going to get anywhere from 6 to 8% on average. Obviously, there's dips and there's depressions and recessions and corrections and all this shit in the stock market. So it's got to be worth it, right? You better be getting be- better than a 6 to 8% return on your money. If you're throwing $131,000 in fucking cash, that's the most money I've ever had in my entire life. If I'm going to take that money, I'm going to throw it into something. I better get a good return on it, right? Or I'll better make sense. Absolutely. So doing the cap rate, which is vital in real estate, you take your net income, which my net income is $1,000 a month, which is $12,000 a year. Divided by the purchase price of that $131,716.12, you're looking at 9.16. So I'm getting a nine cap. This is a nine cap home. 
So when you hear, if you ever hear real estate investing, if you ever hear people talk about real estate investing or whatever, the first question they'll go is, what's the cap rate? And they'll say, they'll come back, oh, it's a five cap. It's a six cap. It's a 10 cap, 12 cap, that kind of thing. This is a nine cap rental property. That's better than the market. That's huge. It's great. Just under 10% return on my money, which is, in my opinion, stellar, especially because you have rents rarely go down. Home values rarely go down. So when you, when you start talking about, you know, real estate investing and all this kind of stuff, there's a lot of benefits because you have the home value appreciates rent prices go up as long as you maintain the property and keep investing and set money aside for a new roof. And you know, tenants have, they have complaints and whatever, but that's why we got a property management company at the end of the day on paper. And I'll let you know how it goes once the tenant gets in there, but we already have showings booked and everything. Cause people want it. Cause you know, it's nice. We put a new fridge, new faucet, new garbage disposal, restained the deck, did all, you know, did all this shit. Yeah. So people want to live in it, which is great. And at the same time, we should be able to maintain that $1,400 a month for the end of time, Pike. God. Forever. And, and rent could go up theoretically, right? I mean, yeah, eventually you yeah, could yeah. raise rent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. After a tenant moves out, you typically raise rent, especially if they've been in there for years. I'm not in the business of raising rent on the tenant while they're living there, if, especially if they're maintaining the property and they're good tenants, they pay on time and that kind of stuff. In my opinion, it's more crucial to keep a tenant yeah. than, you know, cause there's, there's fees involved with flipping tenants, you know? Yeah. And there's costs. Well, that's and, nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey man, if you're taking care of the property and you're living in it and you're, you're not trashing it, you're not smoking in it, you know, you're, you're living in it like it's your house and you have a pride of where you live and you're not a trash bag, you know, then why would I ever kick you out? Why would I ever ra raise the rent on you? I'm, I'm happy. If I can, I'm making a thousand bucks a month. That's good. You know what I mean? And that's at the end of the day, after everything, after all my taxes, all my expenses, that's straight cash flow, thousand dollars a fucking month. This thing is a home run, dude. This is a home run investment, which, uh, you know, there's, you know, I've heard of this idea. And I think it was Brandon Turner from the Bigger Pockets podcast that I heard that did this the first time. He bought his daughter, when his daughter was born, his daughter, he bought a house for his daughter. Okay. And I know that sounds like, oh, what a rich fucking guy, a house. But keep in mind, you get it with a mortgage and you can get it with an FHA 3.5% down. You're looking at, I don't know, 10 to 15,000 bucks. You buy a house for your kid. You rent it out, make sure the numbers work. So it's cash flowing every month. Every month you're making money. But then when that kid turns 18, you sell the property because that property, the tenant's been paying the mortgage. Say it's on a 15 year mortgage. Tenant's been paying off that mortgage. You now own the house outright. You've gotten money every month from it. And the house is appreciated by the time in 18 years, the property value has gone up. Guess what? When you sell that house on their 18th birthday, that's their college fund. Here you go. I just made money and also paid for your college. Yeah. That's wow. That's genius. a cool way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. That blew my mind. So, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, say in 10 years, I'm 
I'm good. I've gotten my money's worth out of it. Or I want to take that money. I want to put it somewhere else. I can always sell the property. But that's that's why I love real estate. Obviously, there's tax advantages. Uh, deep, you know, the depreciation you can write off on taxes. We can do a whole episode on that in a little bit. But that's like a huge, huge incentive for real estate. So there's the numbers. It's a nine cap house, $131,000 all in. I bought it for one fifteen dollars essentially. So it cost $16,000 in reno, which we did not expect to pull the trigger on and purchase and do any of that shit at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm glad we did it because I was here and I could do a lot of it myself, saved me a bunch of cash, and in return made it a nicer house that we can then rent for more money. So any kind of questions? Well, I guess what, okay, first of all, uh, going back to you saving for two years or whatever, like what was your down payment your, on your house? On the on rental? A house in Vegas? No, no, the, rent, the rental. When you bought this house, what sort of down payment? Did we didn't put, put any down payment. We just bought it cash. I wrote this a rental check. house you paid? Yeah. Paid cash. Oh, really? Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid cash for the this house here in Cleveland. I bought, I bought it for cash. I wrote a check Damn. for $115,000. <laughs> That's fucking... Okay, wow. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I kind of had to do that because of the real estate market, what it is. It wasn't as crazy as it is now back in March, but every home, and I wasn't planning on doing that, but there was two reasons. One, I didn't have a W-2 job at the moment, so I didn't qualify for a mortgage. Nobody was going to lend to me okay. without any kind of uh, income coming in. And then two, yeah. I would have had to pay cash no matter what, because the market, dude, we would go see a home. First of all, I've never had this. I would have to wait in line to go inside the house to look around because there was that many people going through these homes. Like it was right as the market was heating up. And every time yeah. we put several offers on other homes, there would be like nine or 10 offers on these houses. And people were just gobbling these things up left and right. So I was like, told my wife, I'm like, yo, Latin fire. We're going to have to get, we're going to have to get really aggressive here. We're going to have to pay cash for these things straight up. I walked through this house. The tenant at the time was already paying $12.95 a month. And I knew that we could fix this house up and charge more. So uh, I didn't want to do that at first. I was like, let's keep him. Have him, have him essentially, we'll save enough money. He pays that 16 grand and then we'll take that, we'll turn around, put that money right back into the house kind of thing. But it didn't work out yeah. that way and that's fine. I learned a lot about electricity. <laughs> I learned a there lot. There you go. Yeah, I learned a lot about fixing up a lot of stuff. I'm definitely more confident in my handyman skills now. So um, it's good. It, it was a good journey. It was a lot of learning, a lot of swearing, a lot of cursing, especially putting up those front railings on the steps. That was a bitch. But um, yeah, it was cool. Okay. Yeah. No so mortgage. If you're Ryan making this here, saying no mortgage, that's awesome. Yeah, no mortgage, man. I own right. it all right. So when you're saying you, you're making $1,000 a month, if anybody were to buy a rental property with a mortgage, not being able to pay cash, like how, how are they going to be able to make money? Well, you just factor that into the net income. So you just rem you take out that price, the principal and interest, right? There's something called mm -hmm. the PITI, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. You take that expense out every month. Most people, 
if they have a mortgage, they want to make at least a, the goal on a single family home with a mortgage is you want to make like 200 bucks a month. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm wondering. Cause it seems like the mortgage would erase the thousand dollars you're making. Correct. But again, but you can, if, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The mortgage, if, if you've got a mortgage on a $115,000 house and you put, I don't know, you could put like 20% down. What's 20% of 115,000. It's at what? 30,000 bucks. Almost. Yeah. So 30, $34,500. $34, if you could put that down, your mortgage payments are going to be, you know, I'd probably put it, I'd ballpark it around anywhere between 600 to 700 bucks a month. That's just guess. Yeah. You know, so you still right. be, you still be cash flowing 300 bucks a month. But again, it's not about, there's different types of investors. You want cash flow for one, or you want cap rate. Keep in mind that cap rate doesn't change. You know what I mean? Because you don't factor in your taxes and insurance in the cap rate. Or no, you, you don't right. factor in, you factor in taxes and insurance. You don't factor in uh, principal and interest into the cap rate. Because eventually that pays off. You pay that off. You don't have to deal with that shit anymore. So cap rate doesn't involve principal and interest. So there you go. That's uh, that's my uh, that's my rental property, and I've got it forever. Yeah, man. That's just the the first step's right. The biggest one, right? Now it's sort of not a slippery slope, but like you know, it's, the valve's open. Now you just keep sucking on it, dude. Yes, the whole the whole idea is all right. So we sacrificed for two years, saving, right? Now the next house, I already told you about house hacking. That was last episode. If we can house hack the next one with a mortgage, then what you do is you fix it up while you're in there. Dude, you're just like juicing. You're just like shooting steroids, money steroids right in your ass. Cause you're living for free. You're saving that up. You're fixing the place and then you move out and then you can refi. Oh, that's the burst strategy with a house hack. Turn it into a rent. Dude, you are just, you're, you're maximizing every single dollar. That for the rest of your the whole idea for me is passive income, right? I want to be getting paid while I sleep because that's the only way you can become wealthy is not trading your time for dollars. Right. So that's that's the there you go. That's the idea. Be beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. Uh, yeah, that's inspiring. I'm sure to a lot of people listening. It's like cool. what's you know, the question is what's what's stopping you from doing it? The person listening or, or me, you know, like what? What can you do to make that happen? Yeah. And you don't have to go out and yeah. buy a second house. You can do this with your own house. Yeah. yeah. Your first house. You can turn that with the idea, buy it with the idea of turning it into a rental when you're done. Right. I mean, that's, that's what I'm doing with my next place for sure. So. Yeah. And that's pro probably more realistic for yeah. Yeah, most yeah. people. Yeah. Dude, I saw a window of opportunity. I jumped on it because I'm living here with my parents. That's the sacrifice I was willing to make. I sacrificed for two years, 30 to 50% with two kids of my, my thing. And I had a boatload of equity in my house in Vegas because I fixed that fucking thing up. I, you know what I mean? So when we sold that property, yeah. I had a chunk of cash. And instead of just blowing it on a new car or something, I went and bought a rental property to invest for the rest yeah. of my life. Let's uh let's hurry this along. Let's get to the news that matters, shall we? Okay. Yes, this is the news that matters. Yes, this is the news that matters. Holy 
Yes, this is the What the news hell? That matters. Yes, this is the <laughs> news that matters. Holy shit. All right, I don't know. Uh, I might play again. Who knows? <laughs> this thing's all going. Since that dollar llama, this thing's going haywire. I guess. All right. Okay, so there's a flight, and this happens often, a flight that had to turn around on the tarmac after two dudes got into a fight on the plane. How pissed are you, first of all, if you're just one of the other a-holes just trying to get home, you know, he's already miserable, hungover, and you got to turn around and do the whole thing again. Well, the reason that these two two guys got into the fight is that they were sitting next to each other. They were seated, uh, one guy in the middle seats, the other guy in the aisle seats. And it was a fight over the armrest. No! Oh! That got. They started arguing. One guy's arm was on there. The other guy kind of nudged him with his elbow. And now they're trying to. Sh well, of course, you're not going to share it with another dude. So uh, it, it got physical. Fists were thrown. But it presents the argument in the mid. And I just had this thought because I, I was flying on Monday morning. I was in the middle seat. And your initial reaction, if you're by yourself in the middle seat, it's like, this sucks. There's nothing good about the middle seat. You got to get up to piss and ask somebody to get out of the way. If the guy next to you, the window seat has to piss, you got to get up also. It's just hell. Nothing to put your head on. Oh. But I was thinking as I was putting my arms on the both armrests, I'm thinking, well, hey, somebody here gets both arms on an armrest. One of the three of us, right? Because there are – yeah, right. Yeah. Why not me? I'm the asshole in the middle seat. Like I think that should be standard. 100%. That the guy in the middle seat gets the middle – yeah. Is it, is it, the window gets a window and something to lean on. The aisle gets an armrest and stretched one leg out, okay? The uh, middle seat sucks, a.k.a. you get both armrests. So whoever this aisle fuck was that was throwing fists <laughs> trying to steal yeah. that other thing, he should go to prison. Prison. <laughs> I want a stiff sentence. And the middle coach seat guy should be an elected official at this point, okay? I'm going to vote for this man if he runs for office. Yes. I'm glad he stood up for himself and yeah. people in middle seats everywhere. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. That guy on the aisle armrest, shame on you. Shame on you. Who do you think you are? You got one leg out. You got, you got good blood flow? Good blood flow. That's enough for you. That's enough. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you got to piss? Go ahead. Don't even need to say anything. Just go. Complain, Lance. You got to get your head, your stuff out of the overhead. Get up Stand and get it. straight up. Nobody's Stand in the straight way. Straight up. Yeah. No one's in the way. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're the first one to stand up. Whatever. No biggie. No biggie. No biggie at all. The only thing you got to watch out for is that little tiny drink cart. Okay? But if you can avoid that, you're living the high life, man. <laughs> I always fall asleep and my my leg naturally wants to like fan out into yeah. the aisle. So they got they either like, you know, run right into your knee or if they're nice, they'll like wake you up and go, yeah. oh, excuse us. Watch yeah. your knee. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking drink card. I'll get you every time. Oh, yeah. Well, it sure, it sure does in more than one way. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about getting shit faced on a plane. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, I didn't catch what you were saying there. Yeah. A little. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. F fuck that criminal. That should that man should be on a no fly list. It should be him with like the rest of Al Qaeda or whoever's on a no fly list nowadays. Uh, the January six guys. You know, I don't know. Whoever's on that thing, it should be that man next to it in a post office. You know, you're looking. 
Oh, it's not the guy next to me. Mm -hmm. What's next? What? That's it? No, no, I'm saying what's next for this guy? He's going to go and start stealing oh, all these oh, other no. things? I, I, yeah, I, th I think so. Because he wasn't arrested. I'm reading more to the story here. He wasn't arrested. Neither of them were. Uh, and neither of them are going to press charges. They just missed their next flight or that flight because of it. But I'm with you, man. How awesome Death would it be if the guy. guy on the aisle gets the middle coach seat on his next flight because he got bumped and he had to take whatever was left? Uh, <laughs> well, this is that that dickhead. It doesn't matter what seat he's in. He thinks all the seats are his. He thinks when the plane lands, everybody gets up that he gets to just get out in the aisle and and evacuate the plane. You know, you know what I mean. When the people behind you want to try to weasel up and oh, everyone's still standing there, the it's like. Do, you, to me, look like you think you're going to go before me, which is funny because my seat, my row is in front of you. So fucking relax, first of all. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's, I, that's like the most like tense moment is when you're sitting there waiting and you fucking know they're gonna. It, I just get so anxious. I just want to That's you on the U-boat or whatever that boat was on Normandy. Like you're like going and the guy's like... <laughs> Right, and you're going. You're like, oh no, this great, this gate in front of me is gonna drop down. It's gonna just rain hellfire upon us. That's you, right? When you hear like that little chime thing that you, they turn off the seatbelt sign. Everyone's like, yeah! like getting their shit out of the overhead. They're gonna yeah. get, and then everyone's gotta wait because you know it's like frontier, and you gotta pay to check your bag anyway. So it's like, dude, we. What are you hurrying for? We're all waiting for the same luggage down below. Yeah, dude. Right. I know exactly what you mean. Dude, I, I will the worst. point out here. Um, I think that's like your second Beaches of Normandy reference. You, you said like to it's one of the most anxiety-ridden places in the yeah. world that you've ever had. And I just immediately go to, what's the worst situation on Earth? And it's that. All right, fair. I'll get it to you. <laughs> All right, hey, pointing it out. Uh, real quick, I got an announcement to make. This is exciting. Ooh. The uh, announcement Drum. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have uh... <laughs> uh, I got a job, Pike. I got a job. Oh, I love it. I'm looking forward. Love to it. it. Yeah, I know. Congratulations. Well, you tell me about it. One year after my uh, my uh, uh, sad, sad exit in Las Vegas, um, I've been given a job. Kansas City. Kansas City. Ooh. Now, it doesn't matter if it's Missouri or Kansas because it's the same city. And everyone always asks. Is that right? Missouri or Kansas? Yeah. It's, 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 it's just like a right river there. or what? The river is north of the city. So, well, so what do, what divides the, the states? A state line. Imaginary line? Yeah. Oh, it's just a, a line on the map. Oh, I never knew. So it is the same metro area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, I think it's state oh. line street or state line road. You just drive over and same, same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm happy to have learned that here. But no, congratulations, man. So what? what is it? Is it... Uh, it's afternoons. I'm going to be on the... Um, Pizza. Have pizzas here. Pizza says, 
uh, a job. Male prostitute is not a job, Sparks. Uh, which is hilarious. Thank you, Pizza. Yeah, no, I got a job. I'm going to be on Afternoons on 101 The Fox. KCFX in Kansas City. So I'm looking forward to it. So I'm going to be an afternoon guy, which my family is very excited about because the hours in mornings is not to be trifled with. You know, the hours in the morning show is like... It's, it's a difficult lifestyle. I mean, ap- every shift has its pros and cons. You know, afternoons you'll be getting home later because what I'm doing now. So Correct. You know, late dinners and things like that. But it's still in, in the long haul, it doesn't wear on you physically. Correct. Like a morning shift does. Yeah. A morning show as much. Look, I love mornings. I mean, the show. I hate the actual physical mornings. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> But I love Absolutely, yeah. the job, right? I love the morning show job. I love everything about that. But it is a 100% lifestyle change. You're 100% right, Pike. When you're going to bed and there's like kids playing outside and birds chirping, you start questioning life choices. You're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Is it all worth it? <laughs> is, this, is this right? Uh, you know, I don't think humans are supposed to live this way. Uh it is look mornings. That is a, that is a absolute sacrifice there. So the job better be worth it, which it absolutely was in terms of, uh, Las Vegas, but I love mornings, but I'm, so I'm looking forward to, uh, gracing the airwaves in Kansas city. I can't wait to get back on air. It's been almost a year since I've been on the radio. So, um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Should be a fun time. I don't know specifically which day I'll start on on the air side, but I'm moving tomorrow, which is wild. Got some, some noise in for you, man. You're just picking up and going tomorrow. Picking up and going tomorrow. That's right. Hold on. Look who it is, dude. Oh, nope. that's what it's. Yep, there he is, Greg. Greg Salerno. So, yeah, I'm picking up and I'm moving tomorrow, man. So, it should be fun. So, uh, you driving? Driving, yeah. Pizza is here. He says, Congratulations, Sparks, but you're still going to suck. I'll do the podcast with Pike. Okay, there you go. The <laughs> podcast will continue. We're going to continue doing the podcast. It should be a fun time, but there you go. That's, uh, that's the big announcement. All right. So, I'm literally packing my shit into my car tomorrow and then heading out on the road. Driving to Kansas City, so should be uh, an well, interesting time. S- super happy for you. I know uh, when we started, or when I when I came on here, we were both jobless losers, and uh, and, and now we'll both have to work around our work schedules, which is very exciting. So, we'll make it happen. Congrats. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Oh yeah. All right, there you go. That's it for the show. Make sure if you're watching, you are hitting the subscribe button over there on YouTube. That would be huge. Tell a friend about the show, and if you're listening. Give us that rating and review. If you really enjoyed my numbers on my rental property that I went over today, let me know, okay? And if I missed something, hit me up, all right? And if you got any questions about that kind of stuff, I'd love to answer. Make sure you hit me up on Instagram, at Sparks Radio. Pike is at Pike Taylor Radio on all social media. Greg is here. Greg is just sitting around chilling. Uh, We're going to be talking with Greg here. He's getting ready for five on Friday, which we'll do. So make sure you're joining the old Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. It's like 100% separate podcast, all comedy, ton of fun that we do on Patreon every single Friday. So that's just some of the content that goes up there. 
Make sure you subscribe. It's, all, it's five bucks a month if you want that podcast and all the other bonus content as well. Plus, I, I, I'm on that thing every single day. So I will interact and answer all the questions on the Patreon first. I get to those. So make sure you're hitting that up as well. All right, that's it for the show. Any last words, Pike? Greg? Good one today. Good one. So over, motherfuckers. Now get out of here.